Welcome to Songs and Stories, the not-for-musicians-only music podcast. month and time for a new podcast. Hey everyone, welcome once again to Songs and Stories. I'm Michael Gaither and this is Songs and Stories episode number 121. Doing one of our return visits, which I really found I like doing with this show. Uh, Checking in with an artist, meeting them, talking about their project, and then a couple years down the line, checking in with them again and kind of doing a recap and, you know, kind of following their progress through the internet here. Uh, Today we're going to be talking to a Florida duo who were first on this podcast back in episode number 99, uh, Lori Jennings and Dana Keller, and they've got kind of a great story, which is kind of why I like bringing them to the show. Lori uh, ran a a, a venue in South Florida for several years and met lots of musicians and started playing herself. Dana was, you know, playing there one time and they kind of hooked up and became a duo and they've been playing together ever since. And uh, for the last several years... I think it's their third time because we're on the West Coast here in California, and they're obviously on the other coast. <laughs> yeah, we're on the coast where they where they flooded the desert. They're on the coast where they drained the Everglades. So there's two different things. But uh, for the last several years, they've made this trek out to California, and you know booked gigs along the way. Well, booked gigs in advance, and got out here in their RV, and then you know kind of rested in California, and then played up and down the coast, and then went back doing the same thing, playing gigs along the way, and. You know, it's really just a, uh, it's, it's a, just a ton of planning. I, 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 you know, it's kind of a huge, huge effort. I know for me, playing Bay Area and throughout California, even planning local shows and kind of out of my reach shows is, is a lot of work. But the, 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 the idea of, you know, scheduling a complete cross-country trip every year is just a, a massive undertaking. And that's what they do. Uh, Lori kind of joked in the last episode when we talked in 99, that she gets back home and starts planning the next trip to California and booking things along the way. So that's kind of what I wanted to focus on. I also wanted to talk about their latest record, which is called Mirror with a Memory. They were third record. We actually both finished our third records this year. We kind of talked about that in the interview. You'll hear in a few minutes. And uh, I want to give you a little context for this. Is um, What they've done the last several years is they, they've met our friend Marky Starks, who lives out in Prunedale. Marky has a big field. Lori and Dana have an RV, and they've kind of set up camp there when they come out here. And for a traveling musician to be able to kind of just stay put in one place is a real blessing. And so that's what they've done. And they brought a car with them, and they drive to their gigs, and then they just stay at Marky's Field in their RV, which is great. And um, the so when we talked in this interview, we were in Marky's kitchen, and so it sounds a little loose. <laughs> I'm going to give you that right off the bat. But it was relaxing because they were like off the road and just being able to kind of chill after t- traveling for several months. Uh, the conversation is about, you know, the traveling, the booking, and um, the new record, obviously. And also, we got into a lot of conversation about just what it's like to play independent music in this day and age with, you know, not always an abundance of venues. And sometimes you're competing with, well, not competing is a bad, kind of a negative word, but, you know, a venue booker has to make money. So sometimes they'll, they'll book in cover bands and tribute bands, mixing them with original music. And so there's a lot of... There's a lot of people playing a lot of different kinds of music, both original and cover tunes, and not an abundance of places to play. So that was kind of the conversation, too. 
So a lot of sort of music business talk, a lot of just kind of kidding around as we start. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. And, um, you know, just a good look at kind of what they do and what their influences are. If you hadn't heard the other interview, I recommend you go to my site, michaelgather.com. It's M-I-C-H-A-E-L-G-A-I-T-H-E-R.com. And look up Songs and Stories 99 after you listen to Songs and Stories 121, which you're going to right now. Uh, you can find Jennings and Keller at JenningsandKeller.com. And after we talk to them and hear some of the music, I'll do a recap and give you those those links again. Uh, to get started, let's hear a couple of things off the new record, Mirror with a Memory. Let's hear uh, the title track, which Dana sings. Dana sings a lot more on this record, which we're all very pleased about. And then we'll hear King of Diamonds, which Lori sings on. So we'll hear a little bit of Mirror with a Memory, a little bit of King of Diamonds, and then a very fun, loose... And very educational, I hope. Interesting chat with Laurie Jennings and Dana Keller. Looking out the windows like Looking in the mirror for a broken heart Looking at the wind blows like Waiting for the mirror to go dark a Mirror with a memory Take you back pretty far. A mirror with a memory won't take you back to who you are. A mirror with a memory. A mirror with a Hold'em, now is not time to fold'em 
take the loot Tough to fill the inside straight Make the move, don't hesitate Speaking of the rule about editing, I only edit if I say something stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, they just let it run. We'll let you do all the talking. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now the thing's recording. Nobody has anything to say. Yeah, get really we we yakking for half an hour, but I was eating, so I didn't want to like, have all this, you know, in, know. The, in the interviews. So what's left to talk about? You're full. I'm full. <laughs> Your iced tea's done. Yeah. yeah. So welcome back to California. We missed you. We missed California. Yeah. And when we leave, we're gonna miss it immediately and plan our next. So is that your your, your ritual? You, you go back home and you start planning next year's trip out, more or less. Yeah, I mean, people in different parts of the country will say, "Well, we would like to have you at this time or that time." So you kind of plan it a little bit, mm -hmm. but then you think maybe we need to explore new parts of the country mm -hmm. for new audiences and all. Right, right. But California is where we always end up. Right. Um, it's our favorite of all the places we mm. go to, so. especially this area, especially staying with Marky and the whole Bay Area. You can park in a field. Yes. Park in a field. <laughs> Play with different people. We yeah. know more people in this area. Well, this is your third trip out, right? So every year you probably meet more and more people. And Yeah. yeah. Aren't you expanding the, area, the number of places you play every year a yes. little bit? little yeah. by little. On the way out as well, or is that kind of... Some of those vary? are the same, and it varies. Some places close down. Some places that have happens. already. Yeah, it does happen. I heard venues do close down. Yes, they do. <laughs> First-hand knowledge. Was, Duh. Like <laughs> we were saying earlier, grab them while you can. When you hear of a good one, yeah, get booked in. Please it book is, me. Yeah, I'm available. Because <laughs> they may not be there next year. Yeah. And then in some cases, like we play libraries in different parts of the uh -huh. country, and then they'll lose their funding. Right. Right. It's all based on budget, and they say we're not doing any concerts this year. Mm -hmm. They've had us for the last couple of years. Yeah. So those are great gigs on the way out and way back. So. Right, right. Um, so yeah, we will. We would really like to be back out here, you know, and be out here a lot. Mm -hmm. We would too. We would like them out here a lot, wouldn't we? I sure would. Yeah. What? Yeah. We just won't leave then. They're my family. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we're writing songs together now. I guess Marky is you when you won't go away. Exactly. <laughs> So I guess Marky is pouring a concrete slab and putting a little little dump hole in the back and running power down to the bottom of the hill. We'll have to do it all without permits. Though. Yeah. Do you oh, need a permit so for that sort of thing? No, nah, it's in Prunedale. It's yeah. fine. You can do whatever you, you can do whatever you want out here. <laughs> you can go to the Prunedale City Hall and ask for it. If you can find the Prunedale City Hall, you can ask for a permit. City planning. Yeah. Yes. Planning. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. Is Prunedale City planning kind of an oxymoron too? <laughs> yes. Go to the library and Ask permission. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. And Marky works there, yeah, so no, it's sort of like mayor of Prudhoe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I might end up parking our RV out here at some point. <laughs> Plenty of room. Well, it, it, there's we have mm -hmm. a friend in Texas who mm -hmm. basically said anytime we're in Texas, we have a place to stay. Good. And he actually put in a whole setup for he has we're not the only rv that goes there he mm -hmm. has big parties and sometimes people show there oh nice they don't want to drive back so they right. just spend the night and uh and then there's a place in colorado and we have these people in oregon 
mm-hmm. on the coast in Oregon. Plus, there's a winery in Oregon that we've gone to now. This is our third year going there. So these are places that we can stay when we go to. Oh, good, good. Because if we had to stay in campgrounds everywhere, we might as well just stay home. It's funny because RV campgrounds aren't cheap. No, they're not. And you'd think. I know. You know, if you're staying in a motel and it's $40 and you stay at an RV campground and it's $30, and you think, okay, for $10 more, I'm getting a full room and all they're giving me is a plug in and some water. Right. It's really strange. Yeah. They're making a killing at those RV camps. I know. See, this is where Marky's business could be. Marky's. There are about 40 sites down there. <laughs> The Canyon Acoustic RV <laughs> Camp and Concert Venue. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> it has kind of a nice Prunedale ring to it. Would she, and she could have a nice a pavilion out down yeah. there with concerts. Yeah. It would be great. Just circle the RVs. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, because we bought an RV last year, and I was thinking, oh, RV camping. And then we, we stayed up in um, Half Moon Bay one night, and we there was like the... The place behind the pub, which was like I think it was forty bucks, and it was you know it was a gravel lot. It was fine, yeah. but the place up the road, next with the ocean view, where they packed you in like it was like eighty five dollars. I'm like, right. wow, California is the highest. Yeah, I, I was going to say the highest. I mean, yeah. Texas and places like New Mexico, you can find twenty dollars. Yeah, you can find twenty eight, twenty nine. Right. right. And we're going to Kansas on the way back, and I've been researching that place, and there's one place I could get in for twenty dollars a night, mm-hmm. and decent, not. Right. You know, pull through and not like meth labs down the street and stuff. A nice RV park with hookups. <laughs> <laughs> and a nice meth lab down the street. Convenience. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Anything you might want. There's a liquor store and a meth lab. <laughs> One stop shop. Exactly. <laughs> Boy, this just degenerated completely in like five minutes, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Who's going to hear this? Is there anything on there we can air yet? <laughs> I haven't said anything stupid yet, so <laughs> it's just pretty much going. So you went home and you made this wonderful CD. We did. Isn't it lovely looking? It's a great package. I'm holding it for the microphone if you want to look at home. And I wanted everybody to know that this has a zero carbon footprint. Nice. Um, they, they offer you that at Oasis mm-hmm. for no extra charge, I think. Uh, and a friend of ours back in Fort Lauderdale, Ellen Buxdale, she designed that. She has. It's a really cool she's package. She's been a graphics artist for twenty-five or thirty years. Mm-hmm. She's also a singer-songwriter. Mm-hmm. So she and she she can do the most beautiful posters and do stuff like this. And she's nice. available. And uh, I'll so link her on the podcast notes. Ellen Buxdale, she's. I don't think she's made it out to California. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is your third record. Yes. So what did you learn on record number three? Every get record master. Get a master. Yeah. And hire someone to do all the engineering instead of expecting Dana to do it. Yeah, don't try to do it all yourself. Mm-hmm. And uh, hire people with expertise in areas that you don't have, <clears throat> even if you think you do. Yeah. And get a real solid uh, rhythm section. Mm-hmm. And your bass and drums are locked in solid. It's, it's really easy to add on top of that. Exactly. Yeah. It just, yeah, everything, it just sounds. Get everything solid. locked in time with a quick track and. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, there's a lot to be said for the breathing and the openness of a live recording without a click track, but for the most part, it's better to stay in time than it is to let it get out of time, because right. then nobody can add anything to it later of any you know, convenience without all the parts aligning. Yeah, that was the same on mine, is we, I had a, a good drummer and a really good bass player, and they played to a click. Yeah. Yeah. 
And so I don't know how you did, but we actually, when they recorded their parts, I recorded my scratch guitar and the vocal along with them, which yeah. gave it more of a live feel. And then I went back mm -hmm. and redid my stuff later. It's exactly what we did. Yeah. So, trying to listen to that damn click track. Yeah. <laughs> like, Wait a minute, it keeps going off. Right. Click track's off. It can't be me. <laughs> I have had the click track get off before. <laughs> you try bouncing tracks back and forth too much. Mm -hmm. I've had click track get squirrely like that where it gets longer and shorter. Wow. It's happened. Pro Tools is not infallible. Hmm. And so how long was the actual recording process? Was it like all in one chunk, or did you do it sort of days well, here and there? We did it, no, and days here and days there. We had originally started with a different person, and his work schedule prevented him from completing it. So mm -hmm. we went into this other studio, and over probably a two-month period, because the guy had other projects he was doing, mm -hmm. and it was an hour drive each way. Right. So we'd go up there and spend an afternoon getting a couple of things done, some vocals, He'd, and they don't bring pedal steel and dobrone and various other guitars up there. And, mm -hmm. uh, we, we try to have a day where we were just going to do vocals, and then maybe a day where he was just going to be putting on um, other instruments. Uh, but a lot of times it, it didn't go like you planned, and suddenly the engineer had a crisis with someone else's project, so he'd say, look, I can't see you guys till next week, so then... Mm. And things like that happened. So all I knew is Sounds that we, familiar. Were, we were heading out on the road. Because you, your deadline was like when you were leaving. Right. You wouldn't have this in hand when you got and out And we here. did not. We had yeah. to have it sent to us. We actually had it sent to us in Texas, which was, you know, not the end of the world. But Did you miss any gigs along the way that you would have? Just a few. And Oasis, yeah. they made a mistake, so they said they would uh, compensate us for a few. So, mm -hmm. you know. It's not like suddenly thousands are flying out of our hands. Right, you know right. how it is. Um, yeah. And if I could figure out better how to promote it online, that would be what would really be. And useful. when you figure out, you tell me. <laughs> when radio, you know, and I want to know about things like radio. I, we have friends who, for I don't know if they hire someone or they do it themselves. They will send out twelve hundred to all the radio stations. Mm -hmm. And. Does that so then you get the maybe you get airplay, maybe you don't. Maybe. But does it translate into increased sales or increased work? And or and that's what I don't know. Yeah. I mean I know someone who says he's charted number three on the Americana and he's number two in UK Americana. Does that mean he's selling records but and he's touring? Not, he's he's doing yeah. no, he's doing fewer gigs than we're doing. Right. And it doesn't mean he's gonna suddenly get booked anywhere. Maybe he sells more online. I don't know. Yeah, I think, you know, I, I don't, it's, it's a learn-as-you-go thing, and everybody has opinions. I, I know what the little bit that I've gleaned out of it, and I just, it seems like, and it's not, it's not a bitter thing, it's just sort of, I don't really want to send out 300 CDs blindly to anybody. Uh -huh, yeah. I just don't want, I, to me, it's like, because I, I think being, a, being an, occasion, an, an occasional presenter and doing this podcast, yeah. I know what it's like in a way to be on the receiving end of unsolicited stuff. And I'll get these and I'll go, not yours, I'm holding yours as an example, but I actually wanted yours and I want to, you know. But I'll, give, I'll go, oh, it's, uh, there's a cover and I've never heard of them and yeah, okay, maybe I'll listen to it. And usually I won't, you know. And this, if I've asked for something, oh, it's here, cool, I'll grab it and I'll put it in a CD player. So, you know, my thing is I just don't want to spend, the, I don't want to spend the waste and the money to like send these things uh, out. And a lot of the places we're getting booked at now, I find them 
in number any number of different ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then I'll say, uh, to learn more about us, go to our website. Mm-hmm. You can hear sam- music samples. We even have a couple of videos. We're soon to have more videos up there. Yeah. And we get hooked, and they don't even have to have a CD. Right. And it's not like I wouldn't give them one, but mm-hmm. I think they probably have the stacks. And yeah. they, um, now you can get stuff off of, off of iTunes and not have all these extra CDs. CDs sell at the concerts because our age group likes to still buy CDs. Mm-hmm. Younger people aren't even buying them. Right, mm-hmm. right. But this is, we're able to promote ourselves all through the website. Mm-hmm. And yeah. also, there's also Reverb Nation, but I don't quite feel, I use that to promote things, but I don't do that. I use that for my mailing list. I don't put it on my site because it's really just for musicians. I know a lot of musicians use Reverb Nation on their website, but to me, you're taking people off your site to go to your promotion stuff, unless you're, unless it's directed towards. I don't know who would use it. I don't know either, but I have a. I use it with my. I like their tools and I use them, but I wouldn't advertise it on my website. Yeah, you no. Know? And the thing with the radio, what I've kind of found is, there's this folk DJ list where you get a lot of people, you know, non-com stations and some Americana stations. And what I've been doing is, you know, I sent out sort of like my. This is me. I have a new CD. Do you want a copy? Let me know and. I got a few reply responses to that, and then last week I sent actually a, a question asking, what do you guys think about AirPlay Direct in this digital, I just really don't know, what do DJs think, and I got a few responses, and all of them said, yeah, I think five said, I went to your site and like your music, can you send me a CD? <laughs> Only because I was asking a completely unrelated question, uh-huh. but I was hoping they'd look at my CD, but that's not why I did it. So you went to folkdj.com, is no, that what it's folk dash, I'll send you the link, folk dash oh, okay. DJ. There's a couple of hundred DJs on there, and then, but you know, I I know some people have just blindly sent them out to everybody, but I just don't want to do it, you know. And and for me, I'm kind of focusing really on West Coast DJs. Mm-hmm. I'm really trying to. What I'm trying to do is, you know, send out emails to people that I know are doing, you know, Americana folk shows in places that I can tour to. Yeah. Well, that's the idea. You get your name out there, people hear you. Right. That's more likely to have. People remember you mm-hmm. when you're in an area. Hopefully. Right, right. And then if, if I'm going up that way, I can say this is me. I'm coming up this way. But there's also some other DJs in different parts of the country that have played my other records, and I, I emailed them and said, "Would you like a copy?" And we got some nice email exchanges, and you know. Are there DJs out there that are specific to Americana as yes. opposed to folk? Well, there's some there's some Americana commercial stations like like K Pig. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that the trick is just researching all these different non-commercial stations and finding which shows are Americana. Yeah, who will play people that are not part of the... Yeah. And the joke is, you know, Americana is folk music with drums. There was, mm-hmm. there was one guy, I don't remember his name, but I, I, I saw his name and it, he played people that were similar to me, so I sent him an email and said my new CD, it's an Americana mix of blah, blah, blah. He wrote back and he said, well, I gotta, I gotta let you know that Americana is kind of a red flag for me. I don't like drums. And I'm thinking, I don't, I don't like drums. I'm thinking, like, you're probably a nice guy, but I don't really want to waste a CD. Uh, it's just probably not probably not the right fit, and that's yeah. fine. So, yeah. 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 so, I don't like having to go into the labeling, but you know that's what has to. It's the same way as when I would put on concerts and people, I would just say, look, it's great music, they're coming. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, they may. F- if it was someone that specifically fell into a blues genre or someone that was Celtic, but otherwise, I brought in so many different singer songwriters, mm-hmm. and I'd say, oh, oh I'd say it's a great songwriting. He's from blah blah part of the mm-hmm. world or whatever. 
Well, what style? What's the style? Mm -hmm. That was always being requested. I love the, what do you sound like? Who do you sound like? That always drives me nuts. So I finally had to think of some stuff, and it's like, it's hard. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. We've been to places where people hear the dobro, and they say, wow, do you guys know Allison Krauss stuff? Because they hear the dobro. That's all they know. That's all that's... they know. It's the instrument they've heard that's mainstream uh -huh. yeah. you know, through her. Right. If they haven't been listening to independent music, right, right, yeah. it's tough. And for you know, especially when you're you know, you know, trying to work with people or audiences that haven't heard a lot of independent music, so you want to kind of bring them in, you know, and let them know this is cool too, even though you probably haven't heard it before. And no, we're not going to play Freebird, but we have this other stuff that you can do. You know, yeah. yeah. That radio thing—that's that—that's the best thing to do—is to write to them directly and see if they. And see if they're interested. They'll let you know how it works. <laughs> yeah, they'll let you know. But it is nice getting a reply back from somebody that says, "Yeah, I'd, I'd like to hear your. I, I like what I heard on your website. I like your. You, you know, they're going to at least, you know, open the envelope and look at it and probably give it a listen because they're expecting it. Mm -hmm. And to me, it's it's sort of like you, I mean, you did the zero carbon footprint thing on this. It's sort of like it's less wasteful than just yeah. tossing out a CD into the ether. So, yeah. so, so on this new record, do you, could you pick a favorite song? No. No, no. <laughs> um, I like the share cover. What made you pick that? Nobody else is doing it. Good except Nirvana. Really? At one some point, I researched that because I had to find out who wrote it. Bob Stone. We're talking gypsies, tramps, and thieves. And I don't know what I don't know what came. We wanted to do something that was kind of funky. We were doing it just in our live shows. Mm-hmm. And thought it was it was humorous. Yeah. Um, re real retro. Yeah. Because most of our audience grew up watching. No, the it's a it's show. a it's a great choice for a bunch of reasons, and you do a nice job with it too. Well, thanks. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a few people get disgusted. You're doing what? But um, then I found just I listen. He plays the door, but it sounds like Allison Krauss doing share, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> But I did. I researched it, and the only person I found, I found that, that Nirvana had covered it. That's nice. And yeah. I kind of like that. So yeah. I like putting one cover on every record. Too. I do too. Yeah. Yeah. And again, the people that don't, maybe the DJ that gets your CD will go, "Oh, I know that song. Let's see what they sound like." That's kind of the idea too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that and that era, the Gypsies, Tramps, and Thieves, that early mid '70s, there was a, there were a lot of really goofy ass songs, but there were some really good story songs yeah. that came out of that era. A lot of bad ones too, <laughs> but yeah, there were a lot yeah. of good ones. Well, this was this, that song went to number one for sure. Yeah. That was the big thing for her. So, yeah. Um, our next album, I'll do half free. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you don't want to repeat yourself. No. No. <laughs> yeah. no I mean, um, I, I, you know. I, I have no problem doing what other people sell. I don't have any issue. There's some parts of the country we go to, some parts of Texas, even in Florida, where if you're not doing your own material, you're just simply not being, you're not taken seriously. Really? It's very strange. Versus, versus, don't you do covers? Yeah. Which, which is, when I started playing, I got, I got a lot of, it all, I think, I guess it depends on the venues you're playing. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Now there's, and they all say, well, it's, it's a tribute band. Well, what's the difference with that? It's a cover band. You're calling it a cover band. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> well, there's a lot of that out here. It's huge. I've never it's seen huge. it anywhere else we've been. Really? It's, it's a nothing. cop out, though. It's a cover band. It's not a tribute band. Yeah. Yeah. There's a place in Southern California, and about 
I'd say three quarters of the acts he gets, mm-hmm. they're either a John Denver tribute, Eagles tribute, Beatles tribute, and the list goes on. Mm-hmm. Tribute to the songs of the Old West tribute. I know. <laughs> tribute to tributes. <laughs> but, and you see the pictures and everybody's dressed up in costume and they're doing this whole routine. Yeah. And maybe that's what sells. I don't know. It is. It is. In fact, there's a venue out here, no names, that it seems like quite often the, the Friday and Saturday bands are usually, usually the singer-songwriters are, are on Sundays or during the week. Mm-hmm. And then usually on, the, on Friday and Saturday, it's usually a cover band. You know, mm-hmm. they, pull, they pull the people in, they dance and they drink and they make money. And that's, it's a business. But, but, but you know. There was, in fact, this the little series my wife and I do on Carlita. Somebody asked, they, they, I'm not going to even say who it is, but they do a, a songwriter tribute thing and they wanted to play. And I'm like, uh, no, no. <laughs> you know, we do a show every other month and I'm trying to, we're trying to showcase our original music. Yeah. So. Well, and that's what you're doing. So yeah. I mean, there's a, a one place we played in North Florida and she's, she's, it had something to do with ASCAP and BMI, so she had, the only artists she has come in are artists doing their own material mm. because of this problem with ASCAP. She has this little tiny place, yeah. um, and she's not going to pay, pay them. Yeah. And so in order to not pay them. Yeah. That's yeah. happened here, too. I played a little coffee place in Campbell a couple weeks ago, and it was like, no covers. I'm like, all right. Really? Okay. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> yeah, as opposed to, oh, well, I get to do you know any Carpenter songs? You sound like Karen Carpenter. I said, I sound nothing like Karen Carpenter. <laughs> Hammers. <laughs> <laughs> Nails and saws. <laughs> <laughs> that Carpenter. Get your sure. tools out. Get a, get a bandsaw going. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, but funny. yeah, but we've with this cd and maybe you feel about this with your new one mm-hmm. uh, i i said if we never did another one uh, this is a, a body of work that i'm really proud of. i'm the same way with mine i mean I do, I, I do want to make more but it's like yeah. why well, i've said this in a, a bunch of places too but my new one it's exactly what i wanted it's exactly what i wanted start to finish so if i don't make one for a while i'm okay yeah, yeah. Well, we always have things we would like to do slightly mm-hmm. different, always. But for the most part, the overall feel of it, the choice of material, having Dana sing. Dana's singing more on this, which I really like. Which is great. He's written some beautiful, beautiful yeah. songs. Um, and just that it's got a nice variety of feel to it. So, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, we, we were thinking because uh, Texas has its own type of radio station. Mm-hmm. Indie Texas. It'll yeah. Be, it's really all about Texas. So mm-hmm. if you're not a Texas artist, they won't even play on some of them. Yeah. yeah. Even though they were playing Daryl Scott, and he's a Kentucky boy. True. Hmm. Um, but see, with my name, using my middle name Jennings, I'm just going to say I'm related to Waylon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uncle Waylon. I won't be the first person to fabricate for my career. Mm-hmm. No, I can totally like my last name Gaither. People people always ask me, "Are you in relation to the Bill Gaither singers?" And I used to always say, "No." I used to say, "No." And now I say, "I think we're cousins." In fact, there's some gospel stuff on this one record. If you want to just take a look at it, (laughs) (laughs) might as well use it. (laughs) Yeah. People ask me about my last name, and they say Keller. like Helen Keller, I say, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> related. Yeah. 
It makes people feel better to make those associations. Yeah, they connect a little bit yeah. with you. <laughs> <laughs> if they buy your record, they can connect even more. Yeah. Do you know that she's related to Waylon and he's related to Helen Keller? Wow. Wow. We should buy all three of their CDs. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Talk about the title track a little bit. It's a great song. Dana, it's your song. It is. Um, <clears throat> well, it's, um, I don't know, I, I had this idea hearing about uh, the camera obscura. Are you mm -hmm. familiar with that? Mm -hmm. Closing out all the light, poke a hole in the paper and mm -hmm. the screen and allow the image to be projected on an inside wall. Mm -hmm. That's kind of where that came from. The rest is uh, basically a, a riddle written around, guess what it's about. Hmm. <laughs> so um, second verse says something about uh, blocking out the sunlight. is like looking through little pinholes at the stars. Looking for the answer is like locking all the fireflies up in jars. Hmm. So there's a riddle to be there. You're supposed to guess what this is about. And then I had to explain to one local radio DJ that the, uh, the metaphor of blocking all the fireflies up in jars to me was kind of like having images back when we used film camera mm -hmm. to having the images, the images of light in a canister, a film canister on film. Mm -hmm. So the fireflies mm -hmm. lock up in jars is a clue hmm. as to what that was about. So that's a riddle. And I've yet to find anybody that can figure out what it's about. <laughs> so, what's this song about? You tell me. Well, I'll put I'll put a clip on the podcast, and we can we can solicit responses from the listeners. This, yeah, people always want to say, "Okay." People always want to say, "So, what's this song about?" Yeah. And so, well, <laughs> you tell me. Tell you. <laughs> yeah. I told you to be giving it away. Yeah, you got to buy the record and listen to it and figure so it's, it out. It's a, it's a riddle. Yeah. <laughs> so, how much song are you out here for? Let's see, we have the 31st, we're going to be in, in Sacramento on the 31st. Whereabouts? Delta Queen. Oh. It's a riverboat that's a, a restaurant and venue. Mm -hmm. I think it's called the Delta that's Queen. That's next Friday. I'll that's tell my Sacramento friends. The 31st, yeah. Okay. And then Sunday is Vacaville, part of the Art, Wine, and Brew Festival. Nice. I'm getting a call tomorrow from some lady who has a room. And I have cousins in Vacaville, so mm -hmm. send me some stuff and I'll forward it to the oh, people. Oh, great. Yeah. Is that, yeah. And then I'm not, I'm, he might sit in with a band on Saturday night because they're going to be doing stuff all weekend. Vacaville's got a lot going on. And in fact, the, the reason we're playing Sacramento is because of a guy that books stuff in Vacaville. He said, look, I'm also booking this place in Sacramento. Well, he used to own really? Wine Styles in Vacaville and he went to uh, Sacramento. I'm going to trade some stuff. I didn't know yeah. about these. Yeah, it's... And I have people up there, which is even better. Vacaville's yeah. got a lot going on. Yeah. Um, and I got an email today. This woman with a, a, a newspaper in Fairfield is calling me tomorrow to do an interview for the festival at the, in Vacaville. Nice. So I guess they're... Press is good. Yes. Links for your website. Yes. <laughs> if I was only a little better on the internet. Hmm. Can't do everything. I know, I know. So that's so that's where we're going, and then the we leave there and head to Colorado, where we've got dates. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday in Grand Junction and Carbondale. Okay, that's the seventh, eighth, ninth, I think. Then we head on to Kansas. Wow. 
probably stopped in Denver. There may be a, a last-minute house concert on the 14th in Denver. Mm -hmm. I'm still working on that. And um, then we'll slowly wind our way back to Florida. That's a lot. It's a lot of work planning a tour, isn't it? It's endless. And it's probably like ongoing as you're coming well, out. Well, I've been kind of taking yes, and I have to sort of I have to then like contact the people for two weeks from now about yeah. things, make sure we're all set, and then I've only booked a few things for the winter time. But a lot of that I can take care of when I get back and I'm settled. Mm -hmm. uh, but it. it Trying to plan a route. Once you're in one place, it's not such a big deal. But when you're trying to plan your route and figuring mileage, he's doing the driving. If he has to do an eight-hour drive and then after that, then get up and play for three hours, can't do it. No. It's exhausting. It's exhausting. We're too old. We're just too old. 25-year-olds can do it and they can sleep on a couch on top of it. Those days are gone. And they're probably in a van with like four guys and they can all take turns driving too. That's part of it, yeah. yeah. That's Driving a motorhome is not leisurely like a car. No, it's not. It's a very hands-on, every inch of the way kind of drive. Because uh, your next long lead can be your last. Yeah, and we're towing, so. Oh, you're towing the car? Oh, that's right. We're towing the car. So. That started, that happened last year where we got the car out here. Yeah. Wow. Um, but the, we would not be able to be on the road for four or five months without this setup for us. Mm -hmm. I don't know if, uh, but I do know a couple of people that do it, but they have, they stay in people's bedrooms all across the right. country or in motel rooms. Yeah, and they're also constantly moving their stuff in and out, probably yeah. in and out. You can't be in a motel and leave your, all your gear, you know, the stories we've heard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And this, we, this enables us to have recording uh, possibilities on the road, Dana has been able to put tracks down for people when he's anywhere mm -hmm. because of Pro Tools. Yeah. Plus, he can go into a studio with his pedal steel. He couldn't fit that and everything else in the back of a car. Right. You know. yeah. So it, you know, it's a, everything's a trade-off. Um, but it beats being in Florida <laughs> for about five months of the year. <laughs> so it's five months round trip. More or less. Yeah. 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 It's sometimes four, sometimes six, but it averages out. Yeah. Um, and there are a few places we've been to, like a place in, in Oregon, she said, if you just come back in the winter months, we'd love to have you. We just take the summers off. We do too many people are on vacation. Mm -hmm. And you hear that and you think, well, gee, how do I make this work in the winter? Could you fly out with two guitars and just... <sighs> and we'd have to, because with it one, well, I'd have a guitar and he'd have a dobro, and mm -hmm. then we just have to be constantly, yeah. or we could always borrow one, I guess. And two you plane tickets. And you probably need more than one gig to make it worth your while, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a tough, yeah, that's really tough. The flo but, you know, in the wintertime in Florida, if I work it correctly, there's festivals all over the state. Hmm. Not as big as California, but it's a big state. It's a good yeah. place to be in the winter. And we've got enough people we know there that we can pretty much make little circles. And, and then I have my little odd jobs I do during the week right back there. So um, those really help. <laughs> So it's kind of what we're doing for now. Um, I mean, Jay Howlett promised Dana a Weisenborn if he moved to California. <laughs> so we, we had already moved here. We just had the winter in Florida. Yeah. <laughs> so just, just that get, guitar get a Prindale P.O. box and tell Jay we're here. This we're, is our address. I'm going to. I'm going to get a business card and put Marky's address on it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Mike. CJ, who's my guitar? Yeah. <laughs> He's always teasing you with guitars, so just That's make a note to it. You listening, Jay? His car is registered in California. My car is registered yeah. here. Yeah. Um, my first driver's license that I ever had a renewal from my very first one I got in California, so I've been in California a long time, probably as long as anybody in my age. I think Jay needs to hear this evidence and send you a guitar. Jay's holding out on us. Yeah, yeah, Jay. I mean, yeah. This is our dear friend Jay Heller we're talking about behind his back. He hasn't done anything for us, so we have to hold his feet to the fire. I'll never gig with Jay ever again. I might cut this part out, but probably not. Well, when you do get home, plan your next route out here. and Yeah. We start planning it on the way home. Yeah. Now, Marky, what's happening next June, July? What am I doing next June? What are we having for dinner? <laughs> but for, for Carlitos is wide open, so we could do a Carlitos and get it. That would be good. Yeah. And we met when we were in Paso Robles. The guy that uh, was putting on the house concert down there is heavily involved with Live Oak Festival. Oh, cool. So he said he was going to pass our name on nice. to the people that booked that. That's far, so, far That's June. It's June. Yeah. It is I, I can't plan past today. I think, I mean, we, when I was booking one place in I Texas, had my release concert. I don't need to plan past today. Anyway. When I was booking a place in, or looking to book Texas, this yeah. one guy said, well, 2012 is already done, but let's put down 2013. We, this was in February of 2012. We booked May of 2013 mm-hmm. already. Yeah. And that's, it's very difficult to plan that. But it is. I grabbed it because that's what he could offer me. Yeah. But we were also There's talking, a linchpin gig, and you just got to plan your whole year around that. Well, we were also talking about folk alliances, as Jay calls it, folk annoyance. Mm-hmm. And I know that a lot of places in California booked through that. Yeah. And it's, that's not until October. Mm-hmm. So we may yeah. think to, if we're already here, and if it's, a, you know, it's happening somewhere in California, maybe. It's Irvine again next year, isn't it? Isn't it Irvine this two? year's Irvine. I thought it was Irvine two years in a row. Oh. I don't know. Could be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's also kind of in, in future planning mm-hmm. to factor that in. Good. So, and uh, if gas doesn't go up to $8 a gallon. Yeah. If it goes up there, we're not going anywhere. Right. right. So, but it's, when, it, when it's good, it, there's nothing better. Mm-hmm. So we got to go see the Grand Canyon this year. Nice. That was amazing. <laughs> wow. First time? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Just amazing. The only problem is you can't photograph it. I'm holding my... You you swivel back and forth. That's too big. It's too big. It's too big. You got a lot, though. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. Just to fly over it. Get a little better angle that way. Mm. (laughs) Just to fly air tours to the Grand Canyon from Orange County. Oh. Wow. Someone invariably got sick in the plane. Uh, Nice. So much for the tourism industry. (laughs) Well, congrats on the new record. Thank you. And start planning that return trip as soon as you can. (laughs) Okay. Thanks, you two. Thank you. So once again, Laurie Jennings, Dana Keller, and Marky Starks, a local concert promoter and songwriter, providing snacks, vittles, and commentary there in the background. And I hope you give, I mean, there was some kidding around there at the beginning, but I hope you really kind of got the gist of that. that, I mean, doing a cross-country trip, planning, coordinating, and then just sort of like making it work over and back is just a massive, massive undertaking. And Laurie and Dana have done it the last three years in a row, and we hope they keep doing it so they keep coming out here. 
Uh, their new record is called Mirror with a Memory. And uh, I, I think I'll close this this episode with another track off that record. And if you want to hear more about them or pick up the record, which you should because it's very, very good, you can go to JenningsAndKeller.com. You can also go to my site, MichaelGaither.com. Again, that's M-I-C-H-A-E-L-G-A-I-T-H-E-R.com. And I'll put in notes for this podcast, uh, a couple of things we talked about, and I'll put a link back to episode 99 when we first got together and talked. And I think the first interview actually took place in their RV in an RV park. So I, I kind of like doing these sort of on-site interviews. You get a lot of interesting background kind of sounds. And so, uh, but, but do check those out and learn, learn a lot, a little bit more about Lori and, and Dana and what they do. It's really just, just a great vocalist, a great songwriter. And so is he, and he's just an, an amazing dobro and still player. So check all of that stuff out. And Lori and Dana, thanks again for hanging out and talking. And we look forward to you getting back here to California where you belong. Coming up next on Songs and Stories, I'm going to put in a, kind of a rare interview with me. My new record is called Starlight Driving Saturday Night, and a station in Bath, England called Somerville F- Summer Valley FM has been playing it on, on a couple of their country shows, and a DJ named Ray James got a hold of me, and we did a phone interview recently, and I'm going to put that up as my next podcast, along with a couple of clips from my new record. So look for that probably in a couple of weeks. I want to get that one up pretty quickly. So check that out. Stay tuned on michaelgather.com. If you found this, whether if you're in iTunes, please subscribe. It's free. And if you're listening on Grateful Dread Radio or Casey Cafe Radio, just keep tuning in. And thanks for listening. Once again, I'm Michael Gaither. If you want to hear more about these podcasts or check out any of the past episodes, again, you can go to michaelgaither.com and click on the podcast. There's an archive of all the past going on six years of, of interviews I've done. You can also find me on iTunes by just searching for Michael Gaither. My CDs are up there as well as the, the free download interviews. So thanks again for your time. And I think what we'll do is appropriately enough, we'll end this. I'm clicking nonchalantly so you can't hear what I'm doing. We'll end this with another track off Lori and Dana's new record from Jen. This is a new record from Jennings and Keller, uh, Mirror with a Memory. Let's little, hear a little bit of Goodbye to California. So once more, here's Lori Jennings and Dana Keller. Berlin Gettys 
says You are the place where The dream came all too true You raised our consciousness We thought we'd found our bliss So much we never knew Folks so thick it wrapped 